Well, welcome to another week of the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes, and I hope you had a blessed weekend. And as always, it's great to be back with you. Always enjoy our time together. But now, as we come together today, we are continuing to look at a series of messages out of the last section of 1 John that we are calling items that the true believer in Jesus can be assured of. Now, there are five of these items that John brings out. And remember that the text we are focused on is chapter 5 and verses 13 through 21. And again, this is all coming out of 1 John. But the first item of assurance for every believer, this item that we looked at last week, we entitled it, The Believer in Jesus is Assured of Eternal Life. We found that, by the way, in verse number 13. But now, again, this week, we are now going to pull out the second item of assurance, again, that every believer has, this assurance that John makes very clear for us. And this second item of assurance that we are going to begin to unpack today is answered prayer. And again, we see this now in verses 14 through 17. But let me say this, and that is we are actually going to break this text down into three parts. The first part we're going to unpack today, and this first part of the text is what we can call confidence in prayer. The true believer has what John calls a confidence when we are in our time of prayer. And so we're going to look at this today, and we again look at the items of assurance that the believer has. And the focus really for this entire week during the podcast is going to be prayer. So let's begin to look at the text. And if you have your Bible, take it now and open it to 1 John and chapter 5. Our focus today is going to be verse 14 as we spend time in God's Word. The second item that we have an assurance of, an assurance of as believers, is we have answered prayer. That is an assurance that every believer in Christ has. Again, what is it? It is answered prayer. Now, let me say, but you can be assured again that if you are a true believer in Jesus, when you pray and when you ask, then God is going to answer. No doubt. This is what we're going to find out today. But now with that said, let's do this. Let me just, if I may, read the text that's before us so that we can begin early on just to get it into our minds and our hearts. And we start with verse number 14, and let me read to the end of verse 17. And you look at your Bibles with me, and let's read this together. But it says, John writes this, he writes, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Verse 16, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life to those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. Now, that's the reading of God's Word. Let me say, as we just read through this, 
you might look at this and go, okay, for the most part, that seems kind of straightforward. But when we got to the end of all of that, that seemed to be difficult. Well, let me say, it might seem difficult. It might sound that way. We're going to break it up. We're going to see what it all means before we're out of here today. But let's do this. The text that we have, three points from the text. That's what I'm going to bring out today. Again, the topic is what? It is answered prayer. That's what it is. If you're a note taker, write this down. Here's point one in all this. This is how we'll start. Point number one, the true believer prays with confidence. Write that down. The true believer prays with confidence. Now you ask, where do we see this? Well, we, we, we see it right out of the gate in verse number 14. And so if you look there with me, you see the first phrase there, and this is where John writes this. He says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him. Stop right there. Don't go any further. Now, again, what's the context? The context is prayer. This is what the text is about. But now, as we look at this opening phrase, I want us really to just pull out two key words here. This is what we're going to do. First word that I want us to see. In your Bible, do you have the word toward? Again, John says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him. By the way, some translations, it reads like this, in him Some translations it says before him, but the word here, it has a unique meaning, and the meaning is in his presence. That's what the word means. And what this speaks of is for the believer in Jesus, listen to this, as you pray, you are ushered where? Right into his very presence. You're ushered right into the very presence of God, right into his throne room. You are right in his midst. That's where you are. And understand this, but the true believer in Jesus does not go before another man to pray to God. For example, a a priest behind some kind of petition. We don't do that. But the true follower of Jesus goes where? Right into the very presence of God himself during your time of prayer. Isn't that good? It is. But then with that in mind, let me bring this out. But you remember when the veil was torn. From top to bottom at the temple, Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. And remember, this was a picture that God was painting for us, wasn't it? And the picture was for us to see that due to the death of Christ, Him taking your sin upon Himself and dying in your place, and Him coming then off that cross and going to a grave and rising up out of the grave, and you placing your faith and trust in Him, The picture of the veil being torn means there's no more separation between us and God. When we come to faith in Christ, now we can go right into the Holy of Holies. Now we can go right into the very presence of God, right into his throne room. That's a good thing. But now with that said, let me me bring out one more word in this opening phrase of verse 14, just to pull this out. We've got the word toward, which means in his presence. But now also, do you see the word confidence in your Bible there? The word in the Greek text, parousia in the Greek, and here is this word, but the word literally means freedom of speech. That's what the word means. It can mean boldness. It can also mean without concealment. That's what the word speaks of. By the way, you might remember that John used this same word, and if you were here months ago, but back in chapter 3, verse 21, he used the same word in this letter when he said, we have confidence before God, and what we ask, we receive from Him. It's the same word there. But you look at this word, and what this word speaks of is this, because remember now, it speaks of a boldness. It speaks of a freedom of speech. 
But what this speaks of is for the believer, the one that is in a deep, intimate love relationship with God, you have this then overwhelming desire to do what? To simply approach God, the Heavenly Father, the one that loves you more than anybody else loves you, and you go to Him knowing that because He is your loving Heavenly Father, you can just speak to Him about anything. Freedom of speech. That's what that's speaking of. And so you go to Him and you speak to Him about His wonder. And you praise Him and you honor Him in your prayers as you speak to Him. But then not only that, but you also go to Him. And you just picture this crawling up into the arms of the Heavenly Father. And you say, Father, I'm hurting right now. And I'm struggling right now. And there's heartache in my life right now. And there's pain in my life right now. Knowing, though, you can speak about it all and he'll do what? He'll listen. He's there. And he's there to encourage you. But you go to God as any child will do in the presence of a loving father, knowing, again, that you can go right up into his very presence and you can petition him through your prayers. And so there's this confidence that only, and hear me on this, only the believer of Jesus has. But you see this in the text. And it's a wonderful picture that John gives us here. Let me say this, and I, and I want to stress, stress this, but this word confidence, it does not speak, and please hear me, but it does not speak of an arrogance. It does not speak of that. Again, it speaks of a love that is there between the child and the father, this love that calls the believer, again, just to climb up into the loving arms of the heavenly father, openly speaking. By the way, and let me just add this, but our, our admittance to the throne room, the prayer room, hear me on this, it's always open. <laughs> it's never closed. I don't want you to think of God's throne room and you go into Him in prayer and you arrive and there's a sign that says, sorry, you're late, only open nine to five. <laughs> it's not like that. The throne room is open all the time. For God's children to go right into his arms and have that confidence, that freedom of speech. As a matter of fact, David, King David, for example, in Psalm chapter 55, verse 17, he wrote this, Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. It's any time. Any time. But a wonderful way to begin the topic on prayer. And what is it? Simply this, true believers pray with confidence. Never forget that. What a blessing that is. What a wonderful truth that John brings out for us here. That the true believer in Jesus has a confidence during the time of prayer. This confidence that again speaks of a boldness of speech. That we as believers can speak to God about anything on our minds and our hearts. And we can just go right to Him, climb up in His arms, and we can speak. And we can speak words that praise Him, words that ask for guidance, words that share our concerns, our fears, words that ask for forgiveness. And we can go right to God. And again, what a wonderful truth. Yes, <laughs> what a wonderful truth that is. But now, this is the first look at prayer that John brings out here. And we're going to get a little deeper next time as John brings out the promise of answered prayer 
that the true believer in Jesus has. And so we will continue just to unpack this item of assurance the next time we come together. And so I pray that your day is a blessed one, that you live for Jesus, that you bring honor to him, and we will see each other again as we spend time in God's word.